Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. PJ, I mean, you know, you live in New York, you live in L.A., a lot, everywhere nowadays. You have all these delivery services now, right? This one and that one, I, you know, I don't want to give everyone free advertising, but you know who they are. You, you go on the app and you deliver food. How bad is it when even if you get credit for the food, you order the food, you want it a certain way, they give you the exact wrong order. Everything about it's wrong. Even if you get credit for the food, it's like, yeah, but I just waited an hour. I got to go now. I don't, you know? If you guys could see how angry Max was literally seconds before the show, we've been dying to eat. We have a small window to eat some food between breaks. And he was so looking forward to this one meal, and they sent him the wrong meal. <laughs> Been up since three thirty in the morning. <laughs> I haven't eaten anything. Key, they, I'm also I'm being good. I order everything healthy, right? Oh, look at me, the discipline. And then now when I'm starving, they send me everything unhealthy. See, Key, yeah, the, the, the order was too complicated. With, That's why I don't mess with the apps, though. You don't? I, nah. I'm How do you good. get food? I go pick it up. I need to pick it up for the the reason that you just said. I don't want something wrong. And then it can't get fixed for another damn hour. That's the I'm not thing. doing it. Yeah, I'm no, lazy. no, you know what though? Like, huh. like it's a good point that Jay brings up that like you made your order too complicated, Max. Like I have this argument with my wife all the time. Mm. Like, and it's not like Udonis Haslam and and Jimmy Butler, but it is to a degree. <laughs> where, <laughs> arguing about where they're <laughs> going to eat. <laughs> well, we argue what? about where we're going to eat, but she constantly will like order a burger, and she's like, "I don't want tomatoes. I want yes. mayo oh, on the yes. side." She's paying that. for it. And, and, she should. And I right, and they Keith. always mess it up every time. And I'm like, you just complicated just order off the menu just uh, hey, i want a number three with you know french you, fries it's key, not hard key, if you're no, going to but, a five-star restaurant fine if you're going to the local <laughs> bodega that you're ordering from they're not going to give you specificity over your it's meal Max. Yes, the they will. Menu. Oh, i'm they will ordering what i want i'm paying for it jay customers are always right but key guess what i bet you max ain't going to send this food back I bet you're going to eat it right now, regardless whether he likes it or not. I'm there waiting you go. for the commercial Money. break. They got I'm his money. I'm going to they got his that. money. He's done. I'm going to inhale yeah. that in the commercial break. But I'm Keith, a lot. Keith, this was on the menu. It was create your own thing. So I'm what doing it? all hell. Tell, yes. Tell them the meal. Tell them how complicated it was. I got egg whites. I yes, got easy. turkey sausage. Easy. I got uh, avocado. How's that complicated? And then they had, they, they, you could check boxes. Do you want this? Do you? And I just checked the box. And, and they said uh, a little steak, right? Because I'm trying to do protein, low carb. No, low cholesterol. That's perfect. It's that's perfect. Just a la- so that's a lazy cook. What did they mess up? They sent me. <laughs> now, I like this place. I'm not going to sh- I'm not going to slam them because I really like this place. I like the dudes who Food's work there good. and everything. Food's they sent then. me on a roll. <laughs> Egg whites and turkey sausage, but on a roll, it was a platter. So now you got all the mm. carbohydrates, you got yeah. none of the vegetables, no all that stuff. No. no steak. So just peel it off the roll. That's man. what I did. That's what man. He did. It and kills he me. He inhaled the whole damn thing. Do you but, understand how it kills me to do that though? When you're hungry, you got that soft roll and everything. It's a killer. You had to deconstruct your so- your sandwich. Kind? Yeah, yeah. I got it. I got it right here. Uh, well, we're, I got it right here in a. In a Oh, it looks horrible. It looks hard. It looks yeah, I'm greasy. A lot, I'm going to uh, tear that up. <laughs> I'm a lot like Evan's wife, though, when I go to somewhere. I I get to change it every day. It's I just, want the diced avocado. I need it the way tomato. I need it, man. I'm paying for it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. I respect so. that. Keyshawn J. Willemax presented by Progressive Insurance. <laughs> we hungry out here. Yeah, man. My blood sugar is supposed to be all right by now. And <laughs> I feel that. Bottoming, bottoming out. All right. The Jets trade. The Jets trade offer to the Chiefs for Tyreek Hill, right? Let's talk about that. My first reaction, 
to the Tyreek Hill trade was, damn, one of my favorite TV shows in KC. Canceled. They still got a show, but it ain't that TV show anymore. And then, oh, what's going to happen with Tua? Key, what was yours, your first reaction to it? Just gut. Like, I, I had to look, double take. I'm like, damn, they did what? Yeah. And so I figured, you know, if they, they feel like they can win without him. And he wanted big money, and they were not willing to give him big money uh, like Devontae Adams. And so they said, go find a trade. I, kinda, I knew that immediately. Uh-huh. I had a moment of relatability. My freshman year, I used to get stuck to picks all day long. And I would say, Coach K, I, I the guy came out of nowhere. He's like, zero excuses. Zero excuses. And that line just resonates in my head because now for Tua, year three, you have your left tackle, you have all the weapons, zero excuses. In a league that is littered with talented QBs, there are zero excuses now for Tua built in for him to get to the playoffs. So that's everyone's focusing on the Chiefs, of course, and the AFC West, and then the Dolphins. But guess what, guys? There was another team involved in the trade because the Jets made an offer that Kansas City would have accepted had the wide receiver, Tyreek Hill, opted for New York. Now, here's the crazy thing about the Jets' offer. They got two picks in the top ten. Neither one was offered. Multiple picks were offered, and when you look at the draft value, even though there were no first, there were seconds and stuff, so it was commensurate to the Dolphins' offer based on the draft value chart that teams use. That's per Adam Schefter, okay? Here's the trade the Chiefs and the Jets had in place for Tyreek Hill. Chiefs would have gotten, forget about the round, right? Obviously, after 32, you're in the second round. Picks number 35, 38, and 69. Pretty good value picks. Jets would have gotten Hill, and the 103rd pick. Now, did the Jets get played? You know, because really they were just trying to juice more out of the Dolphins? Listen to what Mike Tannenbaum said. Um, oh, excuse me. I was going to play some Mike Tannenbaum sound, but we don't have. Mike Tannenbaum was uh, talking about this at 7.15. Key? You could look at it like the Jets got played. I look at it like the Jets were the players here. They made an offer that they could have lived with for Ty- if, if they get Tyreek Hill, right? They didn't put any of their high picks in jeopardy. And in the end, they didn't get them, but they made a divisional rival pay through the teeth. Yeah, they kind of they, they messed around with it. And if, if Kansas City and Tyreek Hill, I wonder why Tyreek didn't want to go to the Jets, but if they would have took the deal, then, yeah, I get him. Okay, I'll give you a – I give you the 35th, the 38th, and 69. You give me back a heel and a 103, we're good. Take it. But then Miami was like, no, 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 no. We'll do it. And the Chiefs was like, cool, what you got for us? We got it all. And the Chiefs dove right in. So they weakened the draft status this year of the, of the Miami Dolphins, made them spend money on a receiver that they now got to figure out how to utilize given the fact that Tua's not the quarterback probably, according to Mike Tannenbaum, in the future. So I think the Jets, by not getting Tyreek Hill, was a smart deal on their part because they're not ready to win like that right now. Tyreek Hill is a special player that needs to be on a team that's ready to win. And Miami's not ready to win like that, but he's from the Miami area. He lives down there. It's easy for him. You see, I think Joe Douglas is playing chess. And, Max, to go exactly back to what you just said, people within inside NFL circles know that Drew Rosenhaus, who represents Tyreek Hill, has free access to Miami. 
right? It's actually been a conversation that's happened down there. So many times I've heard from agents where they're like guys like Jerome Baker or Bobby McCain were guys that came to the Dolphins with an agent, but then due to the access that Drew Rosenhaus had, he then represented them, right? Right, Keith? Stole them. (laughs) So, like, if they know that he has access, if they know that Tyreek Hill has a place down in Miami that he wants to be down there, why not fleece him to a degree? Why not drive the value to a point where you're like, damn, you paid that for Tyreek Hill? I know it may make you look better now, but you overpaid for Tyreek Hill. Yeah, I don't think the Jets were ever getting Tyreek Hill, and I think they kind of knew that. Like, based on some of the stuff I've read that the Jets were confident they were getting him, I think they were led to believe that they were in it, and I'm glad that they were in it. And this is what Joe Douglas has been doing for years. Like, he's been trying to build these assets to get the Jets into a position where they're at least have a seat at the table when it comes to a Tyreek Hill trade. That's what they did here, and it just so happened that he went to a division rival, and because the Jets were in the mix, they forced the division rival to spend more, not only from a draft pick perspective, but also financially. They drove up the price two ways on this. We we were talking about this. I was just talking about this with DiPietro and Rothenberg uh, on 98.7 in New York. There's a bigger issue for me, too, here. Because it was handled well on the Jets' end, they were willing to go to a point but not beyond it, right? They drove up the price on a divisional rival, or they wind up with Tyreek Hill. As it turns out, they didn't. The main thing is it's a healthy franchise operating. You know, like it's not a franchise going to throw away a top 10 pick key. That, to me, is important, that that you're in good hands. To me, it was handled well on the Jets' end. Yeah, if you could could steal Tyreek Hill, steal him. If you like I said, I'll give you those picks, but I'm not going a, 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 a penny over what I already gave you. And then the Miami Dolphins dove in head first, gave up a first round pick and a bunch of other stuff, and they got the prize. But again, it's not going to turn them into Super Bowl contenders. In the New York Jets, we're not going to be Super Bowl contenders either. Jets fans, how do you feel about the way the Jets handled it? They got in the mix. They drove the price up on the Dolphins. They thought maybe they had a shot. In the end, they didn't. Did they get played? Did they do the playing? How do you feel about the Jets not getting Tyreek Hill? So, Key, what's next for the Jets at the wide receiver position? Well, there's still some guys out there in free agency that they can take a look at. But I think if they go and stand in the draft, Drake London is certainly an option. I think four may be a little high for him on Mel Kuyper's latest mock draft. You move down a little bit, maybe hover around that seventh spot if you can. Uh, maybe pick up a couple more draft picks because you moved down and somebody came up to four because they saw something they wanted, and you pick a Drake London, a big-body red zone-type target uh, mm-hmm. that gives Zach Wilson what he needs, and I think that that's where you're at. If they can't get Drake London for some obvious reason, you move down a little bit and you select one of the other receivers Big in that spot. SC receiver, red zone target to the Jets high up in the draft, Key is uh, recommending. I'm trying to think of when the Jets have done that in the past. Jets fans, how do you feel about the Jets getting in the mix but not getting Tyreek Hill? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. I think, in the end, the Jets are better off not having gotten Tyreek Hill. 100%. I don't feel like, you know, Tyreek Hill is the type of dude, as you said, Key, we're ready to take the next step. We're missing that added ingredient to take the to, to take us to the next level. That's not where the Jets yeah, are. My, my, Miami ain't there either. That's why I, I keep saying it. I don't understand what they're doing. Who, you basically t- have diluted Jalen Waddle's development mm-hmm. because it's the same guy. Coming out in the draft, what was everybody saying? Oh, Jalen Waddle is just like Tyreek Hill. Tyreek 
So now you got twins. You got the same guy. Teams don't have the same guy. And teams that do have the same guy, they're not very successful. I think it's going to cause some issues internally, especially in, and I go back to a point that we were you know, kind of digging deeper into before. The pressure that this puts on Tua and also for Tyreek Hill coming from playing with a quarterback that people have said has a chance to be the Michael Jordan of the NFL. Going to a quarterback that you're unsure of, whether he's going to actually be the quarterback of the future for a franchise. Oh, that, man, that, Jay. Key, that, that culture change. You don't even that know. Touch, oh, I, I do know because I, I – not to disagree, but going from Duke to the Chicago Bulls was such a different – No, I'm talking, about, I'm talking about the mentality of the wide receiver. You just gave me $72 million over the next two seasons, basically. And if I ain't getting what I'm supposed to get that I was mm. getting in Kansas City, you know the frustration that I'm going to have when I start reading that I'm a bum and a oh, wasted pick. Why would they do this and all that? Oh, man, I'm going to be going off on tour. Guys, I gotta, we're clearing lines because – I'm, we're getting a ton of calls, but not from Jets fans on Tyreek. We got, we got uh, you know, what's this going to do to Mahomes AFC North calls. We got a lot of Miami calls. Jets fans, you're getting shown up right now. You're going to get left out of Tyreek Hill, and you're going to get left out of the commentary too. Evan, I'm looking, we're Jets calls. You know what? We have one Jets call out of everyone waiting on the line. We got one Jets call right now. I'm going to get to him first. Chris in Brooklyn. What do you think? <laughs> What's up, Max? How you doing, bro? Thanks for yeah, taking my call, guys. Keyshawn, man, I wish the Jets could re-sign you, dude. Uh, they want me now. It's a pleasure, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> I'm sure they would, man. You're better than half the receivers on the squad right now. But like I'm saying, um, I think the Jets are better off without Tyreek Hill, man, because, like, you know, drafting Zach Wilson, we got the number four pick. It's better if New York builds their team through the draft um, instead of getting these major free agents that are basically past their prime. We're going to overspend for them, and that's going to be like another Santonio Antonio Holmes thing like all over again. I really don't think the Jets need that right now, especially the state where the team is at. Yeah, yeah, yeah Chris, you don't need team. Key. You already shirt up the offensive line. Yeah. <laughs> you got you playing tight end, Key. Damn, Key. I don't even – I'm not even going to respond to that. We already cause... got two tight ends. We, we shirt up the line with Tomlinson. <laughs> First of all, I'm not the size of a tight end, and you almost made me use a four-letter word on you. What? Don't get fired. Evan. E V A N. All right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Ronnie in Florida. You're on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Tell me you're a Jets fan, Ronnie in Florida. Uh, I'm a Dolphins fan, yes. first Here and foremost, uh, 100%. And I believe that we made a huge splash yesterday. Uh, I love all of y'all's takes. I listen to you every single morning. But I just have this one thing to ask you guys. Which one of you picked the Rams to pick? to win the Super Bowl. Which one of you? If, if the answer is no one, it's because we all are in the same position as fans. We are just trying to get to the Super Bowl. And yesterday was flash for the Dolphins, and that's my opinion. Does Tua get you to the Super Bowl? That's what I want. I had Rams in the Super Bowl. I had Chiefs over Rams. Oh, look at you. I don't know when I've, I yeah. – I have no idea. I forgot what I did yesterday. I had yeah. Chiefs I over Rams. I, I, listen, Chiefs got to the AFC Championship game. Rams won the Super Bowl. I came kind of close. Of course, I could tell you anything now. No one's going to go back and check. But that's the truth, as far as I remember it. I'm sure Evan had the Jets in the Super Bowl. <laughs> did you docu- If you didn't document it, Max, it never happened. Oh, I see. I, I'm pretty sure it's yeah, documented. Yeah, yeah. Carlos in New Jersey. <laughs> You're on Keyshawn J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio. Hey, how's it going, guys? Um – no, I just want to say that uh, 
I'm really happy we didn't end up going after Tyreek. Um, I liked him. I would have been fine with him in the first and second round pick. But that haul that Miami basically gave away for him, it would have been way too much. It would have killed our development. And, um, yeah, it would have been very similar to the whole uh, um, Le'Veon Bell situation where, you know, he didn't fit the team at that time. So that's so – like, it's for every season, man. It's like there's a time for everything. And when the time is right, you put your chips in the middle of the table, go get Tyreek Hill. This is how far – how many levels away from that the Jets are right now? Hey, Key, I wanted to ask you about Drake London since so you've seen him play. Like, what's his ceiling? Like, if the Jets were to get him, like, what's his ceiling? Uh, he, he could be a pro ball receiver. Um, he's very athletic, ex-basketball player. I'm trying to think of a comp for him. Um, great hands, body control. I'm, I'm trying to think of a comp, but his ceiling is a pro. He's a pro bowl. He can be a pro bowl wide receiver. So Chris in Pennsylvania. So if we're still talking to a Jet fan, to a Jets fan, you a Jets fan, Chris? Absolutely, I'm a Jets fan, Max. What you got? Listen. I agree with Key 100%. We are not ready to win right now. If we were ready to win right now, if we were the L.A. Rams, well, hell yeah, you go in all in on this guy. 100%. But we're the New York Jets, man. We're building slow. It's been a slow build for so many years now that I know the fans are looking at it like, spend the money, spend the money. We don't have that kind of money to be spending. We're spending great money on peripheral guys now that are going to make our team better. We got the tight ends now. We got an uh, offensive guard now. We're building our secondary. You can't go spending a boatload of money on one player that's not going to make us AFC title contenders. We're years away from that right now. All right. Jets fans are all saying the same thing. I think we're all in the same. I'm, not, I'm a Giants fan, but I think everyone's on the same page who follows football about the Jets. I would not say they got played. I think they were a player here, driving the price up, keeping all their draft picks. Time wasn't right for for, for uh, uh, Tyree Kill for the Jets anyway. Thomas in Alabama. You're on with Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN You're Radio. Driving the price up, keeping all their draft picks. Got to turn your radio down now, Thomas. 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 There, Tommy. Thomas. Yep. Mike in Columbus, Ohio. What you got? Thanks for taking my call, guys. And I just want to say, first and foremost, go Browns. Um, Absolutely, on your question on should you be reporting on the NFL right now, by far this country is a football nation. Um, By all means, we should be talking football. But anyway, as far as Tyreek going to Miami, I think it's a little bit of waste of talent. I'm not sold on Tua. Um, and the Jets by far would have been an even worse-case scenario. Um, but Tyreek, he'll go down there and he'll put up decent numbers. Kansas City, they'll be fine. What do you think? Of, hey, Key, it just occurred to me as Mike was talking, it is like football unites the country probably more than anything else when you think about it, um, as, as, as polarized as the country, but everyone seems to love football. Um, Key, what do you think about the idea maybe Zach Wilson Right, he used to practice off-platform throws, and it's he has arm talent and all this. Is it something like the Jets look at Tyree Kill like, let's see if Zach got a little magic in him, um, and you need a kind of special speed receiver to 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 see that if he can do those off-platform kind of Mahomes type things. Yeah, but not with Tyreek. You're not going to spend seventy-two million dollars to see if the quarterback 
<laughs> is capable of making a throw. That's a waste. And you're not ready. Again, Max, they're not ready to compete in the AFC East. So why even make that move? This is not I'm the trying Rams. to find the logic in it, Key. I agree. I'm just trying well, to find the, the logic. Well, is, the logic is if we could steal him, we'll steal him. Right. That's the logic. If I can steal him, I'm going to steal him. I'd why be not? a damn fool not to. Right. If you don't include one of your top picks, what do you got to lose, really? Also, context, knowing that Tyreek probably wants to be in Miami, just drive the value up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Some fun. If you can get a steal, you get a steal. But in the same process <laughs> of driving the value up, that's a win-win. Ryan in Minnesota is going to have to – we take him yes or no, Evan. You make the call. All right. Sorry, Ryan. <laughs> Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save over $700 on average. Man, I used to, when I was a kid, I called sports talk radio. That's a bad feeling for Ryan. You sit there, you wait on the phone the whole time, and the, okay, now your heart beats a little faster. The host is about to get to you. And, oh, sorry, we can't get to you right now. One athlete got a birthday present from an entire city. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio. We are joined now by Half Man, hey. Half Amazing. Yeah. Vince Carter. What's going on, Vince? What's up? What up, big bro? Not much, man. What's going on, guys? Well, a lot, actually, Vince. We're going to get to yeah, see Kyrie right. full time. <laughs> Kyrie full time, Vince, with KD. Yeah. Look, is this the most skilled? I don't mean... In their era, they're the greatest comparable. Yes. I mean, just pure skills yes. ever, question. ever, yes. most skilled duo ever. Yes, it, absolutely. These guys can do everything you want in the player. As a young kid, you dream, you dream of doing this, that, hitting game winners, having handles, being able to shoot over people, crossing guys up to fadeaways, anything you want, finishing a layup package, finishing at the rim, dunking on people. What I mean, these guys can do everything that – We've seen players in the history of the game do so. They they have it all. It's do they have enough is the question. Right, because they used to have the three most skilled teammates of all time with James Harden, who also <laughs> right. skills are off the charts. Can, but listen, with these two guys and with the Joe Harris who did a disappearing act, they were spanking the eventual world champions until Kyrie got hurt last year. So, you know, in the playoffs. VC, yeah. it would probably have been Steph and KD, but it's just the, the Kyrie handle – and the Kyrie layup package, like people don't, people don't understand. Like I, I have a hard time, BC, even trying to explain this stuff on radio. Sometimes it's like when you could take, you know, how the ball spins off the glass, VC. When you yep, could take yep, that ball yep. and get it high on an angle, and it pops off the glass like that around defenders with those trajectories. I've part. never seen it before. That's the toughest part. You, you know, uh, you, I, I always, uh, you know, I think back to. AI's ability to score in traffic and his layup package, which we, we were like, man, at his height, his size, his ability to score through traffic up around people. Kyrie has taken that to another level because of what you said. 
his ability to put the ball high off the glass with spin and go straight in, not luck. We're talking about skill with either hand. That, that's, that is a tough thing to do. I, I tell people, okay, cool. Go out there and try it yourself with no defense and see if you can do it's it. Like, kind of like a career. And imagine him doing it against right? seven footers. Like, what's the defense right. against it? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what, what do you do? I mean, yeah, the defense is staying in front of him. That's another, that's the next problem you have. Yeah, VC, with all that, the skill and everything that they got going on mm-hmm. with them, too. Is that enough, though, to get out of the East? Because we assume Ben Simmons ain't coming back no time soon. So you're just basically down to those two alpha dogs. So, Key, my, my, my question to it, just watching them last night, and you heard what Kyrie said, they just outshot us. Well, that's just telling me their defense needs to step up. They got gutted. Not only were they giving up the three-point shot, well, they were just they were chasing their tail. Like, they were, they were just confused on coverages. You saw, you saw a lot of just miscommunication, and, and not only were they giving up the three-point shot, they were just giving easy pocket passes down the middle for easy layups. So they were just in scramble mode the entire night. So you have to guard the ball on one end. Yes, you're gifted offensively, but if you're just giving a three-point shot, you're giving a point-blank layup, and, and you're, you're chasing always scrambling, and your defense is not locked in, it, you're going to have a tough time against better offensive teams. Like, when I say better, I mean teams that have their superstars on the floor. This is a team that did not have their superstar, and they had their way with the Nets defensively. My other question is, yes, those two can get their shot whenever we want. That's understood. But you notice Memphis still shrunk the floor. They said, okay, if you're going to get a bucket, you're going to have to work hard to get a bucket. I think adding Seth Curry out there, opens the floor up where it, they make the game a little easier for those guys as well. That's why you miss James Harden having a third superstar. They open the floor up for each other. So that Seth Curry, I, I think Patty Mills is going to have to shoot the three-point shot a little better. Uh, they're going to need some more re- rebounding. And I think Ben Simmons matters defensively whenever they get him. He's an easy plug-and-play, in my opinion, because he's, it's not like a shooter coming back to has to catch his rhythm. You just need him to come in and defend and facilitate. So defensively, I think Ben Simmons matters. Offensively, I think Steph Curry matters. ESPN NBA analyst Vince Carter joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. VC, I don't know if you saw last night, but, man, the team with the best record in the East, the Miami Heat, had a little bit of a spat on the sidelines <laughs> between Udonis Haslam, yeah. Jimmy Butler, and Eric Spolster, their head coach. I- I'm just curious, have you, ever, have you ever been in something like that with the Lawrence Frank and th- th- do these moments? <laughs> I had to ask. And do these moments? Do they? What do you? What do you take out of them as a team? I have been in with L. L. Frank, and I have been in it in a couple other stops. We had one in Dallas that blew up, and, and I can remind you shortly. But they, they happen often. Not always on the court. They happen often. You know, some of my instances. Yeah, a couple. The one in New Jersey happened off the court, but I had a big one at halftime in the locker room. So. These things happen. You're talking about passionate guys, and you can see the passion in, in Eric Spolstra, for one. We know UD, you know, is the voice of reason normally, but he has that passion. He's that. He's another alpha dog, another way, who's not afraid, who will back down, who will tell you like it is. And I, I think Jimmy Butler is a guy who will speak his mind. So you can just see, yes, they are the number one seed, but there's a lot of frustration going on down there because of their defense. Historically, their defense is great. They've just been – getting handled defensively and, and not playing so well offensively. Jimmy Butter, Butler in and out of the lineup. The, the, you know, they just haven't played well. So when guys are now saying, hey, 
starting unit, whoever you need, we need to step up our play. Yeah, of course you're going to get some bark back, and that's where the, the confrontation happened. Now, can they bottle this up and pass that energy on against the other team and the opponent? That's the question. VC, that was a very, very professional answer, and I enjoyed it thoroughly. But can we get to the nitty-gritty? Can you tell me the story of when you got into a spot, please? With I mean, we, L. Frank, all, all yeah, L. Frank and I about it was it was like early about shot selection and and you know just so when I got there, we were trying to um, get back into the playoff race. Well, we ended up getting back into the playoff race, but it was just understanding obviously the offense and he understanding my game. And once he understood that and we got it all out, we channeled that energy the right way. So it was like L. Frank was not afraid. He we called him a little general. He was not afraid to get in your face and tell it like it is. And he did the same to Jay Kidd, RJ, on down the line. So he felt like if he could do that with us and we had that moment and he and RJ had that moment and he and Jay Kidd had that moment. So if they could do it with the, the three of us, he could do it with anyone. So there are some coaches straight up and down. The players have, you know, they have the players' respect. You can get into it, right? Back and then. then you get past it. Back then. Hey, Key, you, have, you ever Back get then. into it with a coach that, like, maybe wasn't exactly like that? Is it any different? No, I got into it. I got into it with Bill Parcells a couple times. Mm-hmm. But I got into it. But me and Bill, we, we back and forth. But the one that was – that one on Monday Night Football with John Gruden – that was the one where I was going to whip his ass. That's the one. <laughs> right. That's because, the one because, you because you didn't feel about I John Gruden. That. Like, the, there's Parcells is one thing. You can get into it, then it's forgotten. You move on. Yeah, exactly, like the story Max. Vince is talking or Jay's talking, Gruden right. was different, right? right? Yeah, Gruden was, yeah. If he'd have said something, if he'd have said one more word to me, VC, they'd have thought I was Latrell uh-huh. Sprewell. You know, it, it, it would have got, got way crazy, man, because what happened was, I, I I normally respect all my coaches with no question at all, right? Because I, I, I respect right. authority. But he had called timeout. He called a bunch of – he got this long call sheet with all these different plays right. on it. And so he called one formation thinking he called another formation. So I lined up in the formation he called. He called timeout, bring us to the sideline, make it seem like I'm the one that messed it up. And then I'm like, right. well, wait a minute, man. You, what, what are you talking about? You called this. And then he goes, he, he put K-Mac in the game, which I don't care. K-Mac is my boy. So he takes me out, right. put Keenan McCardell in the game, and I walk away, right. and he mumbling something under his breath. And I heard him, so I turned back around. I said, man, I will blankety, 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 blank, 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 right here on national TV. And then I walked away, he said something else, and they had to get me at that point because it was getting ready to go down. I'm a Bucks fan. I'm a Bucks you fan, know. so I remember this. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're, I wasn't having it, VC. Because if you'd have just yeah. copped to it, you tried to make it seem like I didn't know what I was doing. And then, you know, the television announcers, they don't know what the hell going on. So they going to say something way so crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, like mm-hmm. Keyshawn didn't know what he was doing. And I was like, man, please. A little different when the relationship's not there or when you don't respect, you know, the, the right. someone's job. And Vince might be old enough to remember in the words of Rakim. Every now and then they give my knuckle game a test, but I don't fess. I just get rid of the stress and then shake hands like a man because it's a family thing. Only the crew will understand. That's the Miami Heat. Mm. That was not Key and John Gruden. (laughs) No, uh -uh. it wasn't going to be that. Don't get me fired up, Max. Just drop bars like that? Kyrie is back. Vince, always great talking to you, brother. All right, VC.
Always, guys. Y'all be good, man. All right, baby. Kyrie's back. Still may not be available for the Nets' most important game. How is that possible? That's next. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 8. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, the podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Guys, Falcons GM sent Matt Ryan to the Colts for a third-round pick. Here he is, Terry Fontenot, on the deal. We thought it was more important to handle it that way with Matt. He's just done too much for this organization, done for, for us and for everything. We wanted to make sure we handle it the right way. And, and look, the way he treated us and the way he handled everything, we, it was more important for us to worry to make sure we did things we did right by Matt as opposed to just doing our best to maximize compensation. The relationships matter, guys. They matter. Look at that. Like, look at, look at how Baker's being treated right now, right? Look at how Matt Ryan was treated. Relationships matter, Key. Oh, it, of course they matter, and it's how you handle the situation. Matt Ryan, long time, 15 years in an Atlanta Falcon uniform, take him to the Super Bowl, you know, just, just the guy. So you certainly want to put him in a nice place to, to uh, continue his career and have an opportunity to have success. If Matt handled it, the way you're supposed to, when he heard about the Deshaun Watson trade, you didn't hear him kicking and screaming. He just said, oh, okay, I'll push my date back on the money that's due to me so we can figure it out. I, I, an adult I, in the room. But we heard exactly. about Baker. They want an adult in the room. I mean, you treat people the way you want to get treated. And Matt Ryan, the consummate professional, this is how you treat a guy that has sacrificed and been with your organization for the amount of time that Matty Ice has been with the Falcons. You, you, you help them get to the location. And Matty Ice wanted out to a degree. Okay, great. Like, let's put you in the best situation for you. We've done what's been best for us for so long. We can tag it on the back end by helping you. you know what's interesting and, to me about this, and, guys? And Arthur like, Blank has always been uh, – uh, he's just always been a good owner to me uh, with his players. I mean, you know, just think – go back to the, the days when Michael Vick was there. Remember that shot of him – rolling Michael Vick out of the field in the wheelchair when he got hurt. I mean, he's just always been a stand-up owner with his guys. Yeah, what's interesting to me about this is the way we usually explain it is it's in your self-interest to behave maturely, right? And so, like, look at Matt Ryan. He, But but to me, there's more, there's more to it than that. It's, it's the right thing to do. Treat others the way you'd like to be treated, et cetera. In addition to it just being the right thing to do, there's also a benefit to you. Because people will appreciate it. To me, that's not the reason to do it. 
but it is self-interested to do it. You know what I mean? And and Matt Ryan just showed you there's seen him and Baker Mayfield and maybe maybe Kyler Murray. All right, we're back in ten seconds with Kyrie Irving's return. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. So Kyrie turned 30 on Wednesday. Happy birthday, Kyrie. As Jeff Passan and Adrian Wojnarowski report, New York City will roll back the vaccine mandate uh, on the private sector Thursday. My understanding is on a part of the private sector, it's specifically performers in New York. Hmm. So I assume that this is targeted at athletes and at Broadway and maybe the film industry, right? Those are big industries in this town. A lot, of, a lot of money at stake when a lot of Yankees, Nets players, uh, yep. Yankees, Mets players, Nets players saying, ah, I'm not going to take a position right now on this thing. Yep. Interesting timing. So They got it done, though. Yep, yep they well, did. This means starting Sunday against the Hornets, Kyrie Irving will be able to play all home games. Still ineligible for games in Canada, though. As it stands today, the Nets would play the Raptors in the first of – potentially two play-in games. The Nets are two and a half games behind the Raptors for the seventh spot in the East with only nine games left. So I predict the Nets losing that game. I've been saying this the whole time. I think the Raptors are a team matchup-wise that the Nets do not want to see because of the size and length they can continuously put on KD, even though KD is one of the most prolific scorers the game has ever seen. He cannot do it by himself, uh, even though he has with the Knicks. That's another story. But still, I think in that next game, I still think they get by. And I would probably slightly favor them against the Miami Heat. Like, this is what we're talking about with this team, like how talented they are. Kyrie Irving, and I know we talked to BC about it, Kyrie Irving and KD are the most skilled dynamic duo I think the game of basketball has ever seen. If you're able to add Seth Curry off this ankle injury that comes back, the floor spacing becomes even more of a proponent for them to operate off the dribble. They have sides defensively. Do they have holes, gaps? Sure, Key. You know, they have, they have to make up a lot of ground on, on that, in that regard. But offensively, they have a chance to be prolific. And I don't – even though Miami's a really good team, the best record in the East, I would still slightly favor the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, I, I do favor the Brooklyn Nets just to – you know, I, I watched the Sixers, obviously, against the Lakers last night without LeBron. They was in a little bit of a dogfight. It – you look at Milwaukee, there's Miami. They, they're trying to get their act together. Maybe what happened to them last night will rally the troops. They'll get together and try and figure out how to make a better stand instead of losing games the way they've been losing them. 
the interesting thing, though, for me is if you don't get some of the players back that you think healthy, like a Curry, Ben Simmons, for instance, is it enough, though, to do what they want to do, which is Kyrie and Kevin? Watching them last night made me think twice because there was no jaw. And I know it was Memphis, but there was no jaw, and you had Kevin and Kyrie. Yeah, well, Miami lost to Golden State last night without Steph and without Klay Thompson. So, like, my thing is just, like, you know, it's open. And I think getting there, once you get there, you have an opportunity to get over the hump. I'm still on record saying that I think Milwaukee is the best team in the Eastern Conference with experience. They can defend at multiple positions. It just – it's still going to be a battle for Milwaukee if Brooklyn is able to get A couple things. There. One, against the Nets. <clears throat> That's And it, it makes me sad, man, just like I'm sad about Tyreek Hill not being with Patrick Mahomes anymore because I just loved watching it. The Nets should have been the greatest offense in the history of American team sports because they're the, they're the most skilled teammates ever, Kyrie and KD. And with Harden, they were the three most skilled teammates ever by so much. The skill was ridiculous, right? We're never going to get to see that. They're not going to be the greatest offense in the history of American team sports. That ship has sailed. Uh-huh. That's, that's the negative. Here's the positive to me. When you have Kyrie and KD, the other team has to work a lot harder than you to beat you. Like, if things just kind of happen naturally, those guys are unstoppable. You got to scheme, and, and a team like the Heat's got to scrap and claw, like the Raptors got to scrap and claw. And these dudes, if they get loose, key, Jay, it's a problem. Jay, it made me think because Max mentioned Harden's name. Now that this mandate is lifted, what you think's going through his mind now that he's in Philly? I mean, Do you I think th- he's like, damn, or he's just kind of like, whatever? I think he's probably more so the latter key. I'm sure there's a part of his brain that is thinking, what could have been if I had stayed? But, I, you know, I also, all that rumbling, th- things you hear about Kyrie and James, could they be on the same page? And what James thought about KD, I think there was a lot of – chemistry kind of potential issues for them there whereas now Philly's kind of looked at as more his to a degree with Joel Embiid so I think he got exactly what he wanted he got exactly what he wanted. No one else is left like um, Harden is insane right but Harden does it with skill strength smoke and mirrors Kyrie and KD do it with skill and like different Athletic Man, that ability. KD is wet last night. He was hitting stuff. Man, I was like, yeah, oh, pure, dang. right? Pure, like Kyrie and KD are more pure, fast, twitchy, pure shot type dudes to me. All this is incredible to talk about. I'm trying to tell y'all the amount of pressure that is now on Steve Nash is hot. Mm. It's hot, man. People around the league have questioned that your ability to make plays or to draw up things or to put in different schemes. And first head coaching opportunity with KD and Kyrie, now going into the playoffs, not having the same personnel that you had last year defensively, how is he putting it together? It, that, that conversation is going to start to heat up drastically. Yeah, no, no one's trying to hear excuses. If you no, have KD, Kyrie, and Harden and it didn't Eastern work Conference. out. No, that's no, enough in Eastern right. Conference. No right one's now. trying to hear excuses. That's for sure. Uh yeah, look, I'm sad about never seeing the greatest offense ever, but I'm happy we get to see Kyrie and KD now play down the stretch. 
you know, they seem to have just enough runway to get clicking to see what happens. Seth Curry gets healthy, the whole thing. I'm taking them. I'm taking them to get out of the East if they got everybody, even though I agree with you about the Bucks, I hear you, Jay. When these two get going, it's I don't know how you stop that. If they really get going, how do you stop that? I hear you. Especially, with, as you mentioned, Seth. And Joe Harris did a disappearing act last year. Um, and the Nets were wiping the floor with the Bucks without Harden or Harris, really, right? Because he wasn't really performing. Seth Curry ain't going to disappear like that. It's unlikely, at least. Uh, guys, think about last year. If his foot was a half an inch farther away, the Nets send the Bucks packing. The Bucks won a title. Nets send them packing. Isn't that funny, though? Because you also argue with me that he didn't make the shot when it counted. Yeah. Airballed it. But he did make the shot before that. But if his foot foot was was a half inch away, I'm just curious how your angles you take on it. You know what I mean? uh, One one angle. You know what I mean, Key? It's fascinating to me. One angle. (laughs) Don't tell me about the pain. Show me the baby. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 8. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast.